Coming up today on the Intelligence for Your Life podcast, apparently we all need to be dancing right now because experts are saying they can now prove that dancing is the exercise equivalent of high-intensity interval training. This is amazing. We'll share it with you. Also, if living off the land is your idea of a good time, good news, so-called frontier living is back in style. We'll tell you how to do it. And do you brush your teeth before bed? Your super minty toothpaste could be keeping you awake. We'll tell you why and what to use instead. And this is crazy. There have been cases of death by GPS where people ignore obvious warning signs and drive straight off broken bridges or into the wilderness simply because a GPS device told them to. Death by GPS. We'll also share scientific signs of dating compatibility, how to use a pickle to lose weight. We'll teach you how to hack your boss for a raise. All today on the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. So you've heard me tell this story. I, I told it on the previous podcast about how we, you remember how when we were in New York running around and we made fun of Tim Landers, our music director, because he, because he would, we would go past all the coffee places, right? Look, I am a serious coffee guy. Yeah. I have, I have very serious coffee <laughs> you, tastes. You, you have hardware. Yeah. And I, and I go, before I go to a town, I look up where all the coffee shops are going to be. Right? Yep. So we're in New York. Yep. Yes. Yep. And I try to take him to a coffee shop and he says, no. <laughs> I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm like, what are you, crazy? What are you, why you got to do that? This is like, this is amazing coffee. And he goes, yeah, but so is Dunkin' Donuts. And so he drags me to one. Right. I actually get right, one. Right, and right. it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's great. I, lo- I love the taste. And I drink my coffee black, so I get a chance to actually taste the coffee. Right. Instead you know, of just killing creamer? it with yeah. the Marquiaco, waka laki laki, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, so, but the coolest thing now is they've added in the uh, Dunkin' Donuts perks. So it offers on the... You love this because you're you're like a you're I have, Gen I'm Xer. In, multi- I'm in every million. club with every app and every perk. <laughs> right. So I am all about this. This And this is the thing where you don't have to wait in line. So uh, Dunkin' Donuts perks offers on-the-go ordering so you can order ahead from your phone and then you just speed right past the line in the store. If you've never done the thing where you order from your phone oh, yeah. and it's there okay. for you when you walk in, it feels like you're in cheers and your norm. You walk through the door, <laughs> the things red, the, the drinks on the table, you where grab everyone it. Everyone knows your exactly, order. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's just there. For, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so download the Dunkin' app and you can even choose to pay from your phone, which is, you know. It's, it's, you, you, you don't even have to talk to a human being. Yeah, I don't yeah, like to talk like, to people. It's like an episode of The Crown where Queen yeah. Elizabeth walks in there and her coffee's ready. Uh, you can also enjoy uh, exclusive special offers. So you, you get uh, free beverages when you enroll and on your birthday. The deal is you give yourself an upgrade by downloading the Dunkin' app and enrolling in what's called DD Perks. And DD give, stands for Dunkin' Donuts, gotcha. in case you guys didn't and, know. And enter the code PODCAST and you can enjoy a, a free a Dunkin' beverage. You're welcome. A free, you yeah, get started yeah. on this, on us, podcast. But speeding past the line may not be possible at all locations. Visit ddperks.com for terms and conditions. I personally don't even care about speeding past the line because I this, this is this is stuff that I wait in line for. I, I enjoy it's this. worth the wait, but let me tell you, it's better to skip the line. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrade your day with Dunkin' Donuts perks. We are sponsored this week, Gib Gerard, by Decode DC, the podcast that gives you an honest look into how politics affects your life. And you love talking politics in our house. So the host <laughs> of Decode DC, Jimmy Williams, and you got to hear this guy. It's very unusual. Well, look, the, the reality is we talk a lot about politics off the air. We do not have an opinion on the air, but uh, but this guy does. And, and, and here's the thing. 
your everything that we do, it, it, our government is so big right now that everything that we do is, is influenced by what's going on in Washington, D.C. We can't help it. Like the food that we eat. We talk a lot about food. Well, the amount of sugar, the amount of soy, the amount of corn syrup that's in your food is a direct result of policies in D.C. And that's something that they talk about on Decode D.C., how to understand what the policies lawmakers are putting forward affect your day-to-day life. It's really important to know. It's something that I've learned a lot from, uh, and we wanted to share that with you. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a children. For me, it's like a children's book of politics. It's, <laughs> explain, explain it to me really slowly. Explain like I'm five. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it out. We did, and we think you're going to love it. That's Decode DC, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Gib, today we have some amazingly intelligent pieces, and we know this because these are pieces uh, that our fans are already discussing at <laughs> facebook.com slash John Tesh. And this first piece is about, uh, is about dancing, I, I've, and I've seen so many studies now that we've had on the, uh, on the radio show about dancing. Here, here's the latest, okay? So experts are saying that now dancing, they can say, is the exercise equivalent of high-intensity interval training. This is from a decade-long study of over... 48,000 adults. Now, just to explain, I'm sure everybody knows what interval training is, but just to... It's the crazy stuff you see. Basically, high-intensity interval training is CrossFit, but without without being CrossFit. It's anything like that, where you're switching from exercise to exercise. With very little rest. With very little rest, and your heart rate keeps going up and up and up. That's, it's a, yeah, it's a great way to get super fit if your body can 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 take it. Yep. Um, and the, the, a typical thing to do if you don't want to get as involved as as CrossFit is you get on the, on the bicycle at the gym, right? And you ride as hard as you can for one minute, and then you rest for thirty seconds, and you go back and forth and back and forth, yeah. and then after about twelve minutes, you're throwing up in the bathroom because you can't breathe. Right. You could actually be done with your <laughs> with your with your workout. So anyway, this forty eight thousand adult uh, study they found that moderate intensity dancing. The kind you do at a nightclub, a salsa club, line dancing, or even ballroom dancing is linked to a decreased risk of dying from heart disease, and it mimics the effects of what we just said, high-intensity interval training. The researchers, Gibb, also found it can reduce incidences of depression. It's good for me. And thanks to the social aspect, reduce stress and improve cognition. Look, yeah, dancing is hard, especially if you're not a really good dancer. Full disclosure, John and I are tall, lanky individuals. There is... We do not look good as dancers, okay? So this is not us saying, oh, we're great dancers, you should be too. I am one of the more awkward people you will ever see on a dance floor, and we're here to tell you that this is actually good for you. And like, look, look at this. You watch Dancing with the Stars. You, right. I mean, you've, you've, you may not watch every day or every week, but you, you know the show. Have you ever seen one of the professional dancers not look like they're in the most amazing shape you've ever seen yeah, a human being yeah. in? Not, I mean, they all look incredible. There's got to be something to that, and that is that they spend eight hours a day on their feet dancing, there mu- it must be good for you. It must it must give you a good body. Yeah, and and I, I'm not sure if I ever told you this, but you know, in the first season of Dancing with the Stars, first or second season, Connie and I got asked to be to be on there, uh-huh. right? And well, then and, everybody would have known just how awkward you look. Exactly, and, and that was one of the reasons why I said I said, you know what, this this is. Uh, I also asked to be go to be uh, to go on the, the Apprentice a couple of years ago, and both of those would have been career enders for me, <laughs> <laughs> especially the Dance with the Stars. I mean, they have size sixteen feet, and Connie and I actually we we took um, I'm sure you remember this. We took uh, uh, ballroom dancing lessons yep. at at Arthur Murray, and and when you see yourself in the mirror at our side, especially uh-huh. me because I'm clumsy, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, that woman is being attacked by Herman Munster. Yeah. Well, um, and and then and then the little steps that you're supposed to take, you know, the yeah. size of the stride. Right, right. You know, if I'm striding, 
I'm, I'm going five feet farther than the little guy who was teaching me how to do the dance step. So right. it, it yeah. kind of ruins the whole look for me. Otherwise, yeah. I just look like I'm, I'm moving my yeah. feet up and down and not really yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually put on a pair of tap shoes once and was just messing around with, uh, with, with Prima, our daughter. Um, she was teaching me a couple I've of I've seen I, that scene I, in Young Frankenstein. I, I, was, I know. I was putting on the reds. I was, I was soaking wet. Yeah. And so, and so now this latest study again, and the other part about dancing, and we're not even talking about the brain here. We're talking about high-intensity interval, uh, uh, high interval training. The, <laughs> I've mentioned this on the radio show before, but uh, I, I took a Zumba class with Gibbs' wife, uh-huh. right? Because she, she, we're on vacation, and she says, hey, I'm going to a Zumba class. Uh, anybody want to go? And I raised my hand. I, I was actually reaching for something in the pantry. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted a, like I I, wanted a cookie, I, I, but I, I guess got, I'll go. I got called on. So I went to this thing, and, my, and, and, it, was, and it wasn't too in, intense, but I was soaking wet, okay? Yeah. And I also my, my brain was killing yeah. me. Because she's shouting out like YMCA and and Beyonce and and shuffle and and back and forth and uh, so so yeah uh, there are plenty of, of dance videos on YouTube I would recommend I highly recommend I really uh, want maybe I'll videotape it and post it but I want to see what you look like doing the Beyonce now Gib have you have you heard about this and gosh I feel like I can relate to everything first I relate to the dancing and now I relate to what's known as death by GPS <laughs> oh. you can probably tell where I'm going here folks. If you always use GPS to find your way around, like me, I never even look up. Uh, listen carefully. There have been cases of, and they're calling this, quote, death by GPS, where people ignore obvious warning signs and they do drive straight off of broken bridges into water or into the wilderness and they're lost for days simply because yep. a GPS device told them to turn right here. And did you hear about the demolition company, Gib, that leveled the wrong house? No. Google Maps apparently directed them to the wrong location. They had the home's address and a physical description, but Google Maps directed them to a house on a different street. So they accepted it and they, uh, they tore the house down. I would love to say... Imagine that- the insurance people... <laughs> I mean, wait, who's who pays for that? I know. I mean, I, I guess if it happened in my house, I, I I'm I, suing Google Maps. I, yeah, what happens? I, I I would love to walk around saying that I am better than this. That this is ridiculous. And who are these people? Uh-huh. I am a hundred percent one of these people. We were driving up to Yosemite, and the GPS told us in the mountains to go down this one road, and we must have gone down that road for three hours. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and ended up getting in after dark because we went down the total wrong road, had to turn around. Almost couldn't turn around. We don't have that, you know, intense of a car. So th- I, this is absolutely something I do, um, and and this is just more of our reliance on technology and machines. That's going to eventually, if anything crashes, we're we're going to be in 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 so much trouble. The, the embarrassing thing for me is that, and and, and it, probably not so much for you because you you actually do have common sense. But we, you know, you and I, I don't. Both, when it comes to computers, Gibb and I are both uh, are both Eagle Scouts, and so. I'm driving the other day, and the GPS says to do something, and and, uh, and and Connie, my wife, says to me, you're going to drive into the ocean if you keep going. I said, no, I'm not. She goes, yes, you're going, whatever it was, west or something like that. And I said, no, I'm going north. She goes, you're not. You're going well. You know, she, I don't even I, – so I need to, like, start doing oh, – oh, by the way, the, the last part of this piece is the U.S. military – Apparently, the soldiers are having a problem with this, too. So they said, forget the GPS. They want the soldiers to navigate by the stars. Right. Well, you, because what that does is it forces you to be more aware of your surroundings. But I, you have to only travel at night? I mean, <laughs> you- I mean I get Yeah, it's, it's fair. I, you have one giant do, star in the sun. That's you navigate true. by okay. the sun at right. the time of day. All right. Let's, let, let's do that. <laughs> and let's not forget the story where you and I, we were like the Griswolds, right? 
And and you're always so polite to me when I make silly uh, mistakes. But, but we're talking about life-threatening mistakes here because we were on our way to, uh, to SeaWorld, all of us, mm-hmm. my family, your family in the car, and I'm driving. And I and I went around I went around SeaWorld uh-huh. seven or eight times. Yep. Because the app kept saying turn right, turn right, turn right, and I guess they had fixed a road or something like that. Yeah, it was like an you ended and, up on an access and, road on like a telephone repeater island right, in the middle right, of the right. ocean. And Connie screams, "Look up! You're going in circles." <laughs> There's so, a sign right there that says this way so, to SeaWorld yeah, and you're not going yeah. that way. So we'd love to hear if you guys are having arguments with your spouse, your significant other over over the GPS directions thing. It's Facebook.com slash John Tesh. But the you know, the if you want the takeaway on this, you want to use this as a, as a as a dinner party conversation, this death by GPS, that's what they're calling it. Okay. So it's it's it's, it's real. Literally deadly. You can yeah. You people have been killed for driving off of things, mostly bridges, and then drowning themselves because the GPS says We're to, so worried about the Terminator. We don't need the Terminator. Yeah. You yeah. just end up staring at your dashboard and driving into the ocean. There's You don't need to send Arnold Schwarzenegger back to kill John Connor. You just got to give him the Waze app. <laughs> nice reference. So listen, I, we're, we're talking about travel, right? We're talking about about safety. Uh, apparently, uh, the, the moose, mooses, moose eye, they're I think the, we should just settle on meese. Me, moose are on the are on the loose. So here's what's here's what's happening, okay? And this is happening in the in the big parks, right? Like uh, Grand Tetons, uh, Yellowstone in Alaska, Glacier, Glacier National Park in in, uh, in in Canada. So uh, moose are approaching cars, traveling through the parks, and they're trying to lick the road salt from the cars. The the, the park visitors are advised to honk at the moose. I'm reading this press release, right? Or use their car alarms to scare them away. But they're saying, do not get out of your car and attempt to push the moose licking salt from your vehicle uh, while on foot. And the University of British, Northern British Columbia confirms that moose and car collisions are dramatically higher because they just love the road salt. They're hooked on it. Well, they're ruminants. Just like deer have salt licks, these guys, they like like the salt. So it it makes perfect sense. Um, but, But here's the thing. If it wasn't for cartoons... If it wasn't for cartoons, this would never happen. Have you ever seen a moose in person? No, they're huge, they're right? Huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it wasn't for Bullwinkle and and <laughs> Wally the moose from from uh, the the vacation movies, nobody would approach a moose. They have giant plate-sized antlers and they're huge heads. They're 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 terrifying. Uh, there's no there's no reason anybody would try to scare that thing away. Would you would you scare an elephant away? No. Right. You wouldn't scare right. an elephant away. Yeah. I find giraffes intimidating, and they're you know they're some of the they're just like tall, skinny. Yeah. They're like yeah. centers on a basketball team. Every time, I, and you you make an, an interesting point about uh, about bullwinkles because every time I see a picture of a moose, I think it's going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did not know that they were that that huge. And since you, I know you you, you travel a lot uh, to your to your in laws. Yep, and uh, they live out there in the in the woods. So. They live up in the Great yeah, White North, yeah, and yeah. when we go up there, we their moose moose go across their property all the time. Right, and you uh, right. and and we go out and we try to look at them, and I think about it halfway through when we're chasing down a moose. This is the dumbest thing in the world. What are we doing? We wouldn't do this for a bear, and we're just as likely to get gorged, gored by a moose as we are to get attacked by a bear. And, and I know this is a long, involved story here, but we want to make sure you stay alive because, I mean, how embarrassing would it be if you, you got What do you ki- put on your tombstone? You got killed by uh, pushing a moose that was licking your car. But also think about how great this is going to be when you tweet it in about, in, in about five minutes. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to the Intelligence for Your Life podcast, of course. I'm John Tesh with Gib Gerard, and um, let's uh, Gib. Let's let's do one of our more our more popular pieces that popped up on. We put it on Facebook. 
and got a big reaction from you guys. Uh, it's it's dating intelligence. So he, here's the here's the deal. So you you met somebody you really like, right? Is there a way you can tell uh, a little faster if you're compatible with that person? So here are a few uh, signs, Gib. Uh, I want to get your take on this of compatibility from a, a poll of relationship experts. So number one, men, this is for you. When you yawn, the question is, does she yawn too? So a study has found that, that close couples reciprocated each other's yawns more quickly than singles. Researchers believe that, quote, contagious yawning is a form of nonverbal communication that shows that you're, that you're in sync. So the bottom line is a guy on a date should yawn and see if she yawns. Well, okay. <laughs> so let's, really let's be careful. So if you're, out there, if you're out there in the dating scene, this is absolutely something that we've talked about before. This is absolutely something that's important. Mimicking each other's body language, mimicking each other's subconscious movements and tics will actually bring you closer. We've talked about that before to make you seem like you're in sync. So if she crosses her arms, guys, right. if you're, and yep. then you cross your arms. Yep. If she takes a sip of a drink, then you take a sip of a drink. Right. If you mimic that, it, it, it will go a long way for creating that, that sense of subconscious intimacy between the two of you. Now, the yawning thing is great, and if it happens, it's great, but don't spend the date yawning every five minutes to find out how it's going. Oh, I don't know how it's doing. Maybe I, I heard on Intelligence for Your Life, I should yawn. She's going to think you have a problem, and nobody, by the way, nobody wants to marry somebody if they find out they have sleep apnea ahead of time, because that's a lifetime of not being able to sleep. So, you go, oh, this guy's yawning a lot. Why did he not sleep? Did he have a different date last night? Does he have sleep apnea? I'm out. So just make sure it happens naturally and that you're not, you know, over-checking. Right, right. Well, and, and anytime we bring up stuff like this, we'll, we'll always get an, a, an email or a Facebook post from people who, who really take it completely literally. So yep. it's like five, 500 yawns. And I, I don't know what happened. She took off. She ran out screaming. Her hair was on fire. Uh, and, and then, and then I just imagine how, how creepy it's going to look when, you know, she touches her eye and you touch your eye and then you pull on your hair. And, and so just every now and then now you both have pink eye together, right? Now, every now and then, and, and it's called interactional synchrony. It's a term coined to describe how one partner will mimic the other unconsciously as their attraction grows. So I think that's a, that, that's a really good relationship uh, a tip. You know, the, the other thing that's really uh, blowing up on our, our Facebook page is a piece that we did. A, it's a fashion piece, I guess you would call this, Gib. And it's, um, we don't do a lot of fashion pieces. <laughs> we don't know anything about it. But, uh, but the, there's so the Pope and actor Morgan Freeman and Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, they all have something in common. And uh, so, so the, uh, the experts are calling it uh, geezer chic. Basically, yeah, basically, it's never been cooler to be old than it is right now. So geezer chic has become the millennials' new dress code. You're a little older than a millennial, but are you seeing any of this? So, so bow ties and monocles and scratchy, yeah. scratchy vinyl records. Um, they, so your clothing style has to be uh, I- extreme. They made a movie about this. Uh, it's called The Intern with, uh, oh, with right. Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, he was geezer chic. Yeah. And the whole thing was here was a guy that brought sort of class and sophistication to the intern job, to the intern role. And, and she kept pointing to him when she got drunk and going, guys, you should be like this guy, right, this right, strong right, guy. Right, right. Um, and, and it's true. You know, there's a certain element of class that's, that's associated with, with the previous generation that we just don't have. I mean, look, I go to a baseball game. I, wear, I may wear a jersey or, or a T-shirt with the team logo on it and jeans, and I am not alone in that. There's a lot of, you look at pictures of when you know, Babe Ruth and all those guys were playing, and everybody in the, in the stands is in a suit. Right. Yeah. We just don't yeah, have that. Cool. We don't yeah. have that same yeah. feel anymore. And uh, well, yeah, it's coming back apparently. So geezer yeah. chic again. Look How did for, the Pope get lumped into this? 
a uh, white robe and they, they pointy put hats going to be chic? put him in there with Morgan Freeman, though. I'm sorry. Uh, can't so decide yeah. between the fedora and the giant <laughs> papal tower. The funny thing about this, and the reason I'm smiling, is that you know we also do a television show that's on uh, on the we- weekends, and you have to. It's t- it's tough for me to focus because I'm a little older, a lot older than twice as old as Kim, <laughs> and so uh, he bought me a monocle. Yep. So I have one of those monocles, so I look like Colonel Clink from uh, whatever that show was. Uh, not F, not F Troop. The other <laughs> anyway. Uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, so, so monocles and then and and vinyl records. And, and so, what they say, what the experts on, on Geezer Chic say, is that you either have to have that stuff, as in dress impecc- impeccably, or look like you've been wearing the same thing for forty years. Uh, which is sort of like me. Well, well, you've been wearing the same thing for like basically the last 10 years. And I don't mean like the same outfit. I mean, literally the same clothes you wear, you wear athleisure wear everywhere you go, unless you're going out to an actual event and then you wear it, one of your suits and that's it. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, another thing you can, uh, you can tweet or post on your Facebook page is geezer chic. Send us pictures of you in geezer chic. Please Please dress it, dress as the, as the guy from up. That's, 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 you know, the bow tie, the the suspenders. Yeah. yeah, That's very, the the thing that I like about that and, and about geezer chic in general versus our, our sort of modern, more modern style is that it's indisposable that those suits, that style has lasted for years, and and you can wear those same clothes that are made well. Everything about our our culture right now is so disposable. We throw things away. Mm-hmm. We move on to new trends yeah. so quickly. Yeah. There's there's something like even just the the dumb monocle that I got you. The fact that it's a monocle, it feels older. It feels like uh, it feels like it'll last longer than than other things and than like the cheap um, the cheap you know grocery store uh, glasses for reading that I I could have gotten you. You know, there's something more permanent about it, and I I think we miss that in our culture. Now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and listen, while while we're talking about um, uh, about trends, right? Let's let's talk about this uh, frontier trend. That uh, uh, so it's it, frontier living apparently, along with uh, geezer chic, is is back in style. And membership, you should know. Here's a bulletin for you: the membership requests for the American Mountain Men Association have spiked dramatically in recent months. I don't even unquote. know what that is. I know. And in Wyoming, the Museum of the Mountain Man says web traffic has been so heavy lately they had to upgrade their server because their website was crashing. It's all because of that movie a couple of years back, right? Leonardo DiCaprio uh, for uh, The Revenant. And that's that's a, that's a true story about a trapper who, who gets mauled by An a bear and lives, right? unbelievable true story. He gets mauled by a bear. And it, by the way, if that happened to me, I would have just laid down and died. But he's able to drag himself half dead 500 kilometers to to get to the fort and that's that's was a real thing that happened it's unbelievable i mean and and yeah so i think we uh i think this kind of goes back to that thing of of we just kind of feel so comfortable and disposable right now that we want to that that people want to get to that place that we used to be where i could live off the land i can't live off the land if i lost wi-fi for a half an hour i would start you know eating my own arm i need i need this (laughs) is this why do you think captain fantastic has become such a, a popular film Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you have these kids that can do more than I can do. They, they understand the Constitution better. They can, they can rock climb in the rain. I mean, I, I can't even rock climb in an indoor gym. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I think it actually just points to just how unbelievably comfortable we've become as a society. And much like the Romans, that's, that could end up being our downfall. Do you think this is the reason why these tough mutter races have become hundred like, percent? Yeah, yeah. You want to? How? I, what do I prove to myself? Getting in my car and driving to work every day, drinking coffee that was made by a corporation. Or, I'm not proving anything. Right, I'm just or, going okay, to work. Right. Yeah. And 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 I think that uh, I, I would assume that's more attractive to women too. 
is somebody who can actually do something. And 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 with and when you with your in laws, right in in mm-hmm. Idaho, yep. the, the kids they they leave here, right? Where there's a lot of a lot of reading and a mm-hmm. lot of storytelling, and, all this, and they go and it, and it's it's living on it's you know building well, fires. They and don't stuff. quite live off the land up there. I mean, they <laughs> they still go to you know Costco and Sam's Club, but they but. Uh, yeah, they do have they have a big piece of property and my kids go up there and they live like feral children for for our vacation. They 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 walk around in their underwear, their hair gets matted, they're dirty, they're outside all the time. Even in the snow, we go snowshoeing, um and it's a totally different style of life um than than we have in the city and and I think it's I think it's something that we're losing as a society and it's that's really important because I, I, how would I if if society collapsed, I what would I grow? I could grow cherry tomatoes. <laughs> And I, I buy the plant at the store, and then I just replant it at my house. I would be dead. <laughs> so again, we're talking about frontier living, which is... Ooh, I have fennel. Frontier <laughs> <laughs> Now I know it's in your garden <laughs> yeah. that you got from Home Depot. Uh, Frontier Living, back in style. Now, if it sounds good to you, there's a website you need to go to, and hopefully it won't still be crashing because it, it, it did crash recently, as I mentioned. It's uh, the letter M and then the letter T, men.org, as in mountain men, mtm.org. It's an online research center uh, sponsored by the American Mountain Men Association. Which is apparently a, a I thing. Get them on the phone. I, I know. I want to be guys. an American mountain yeah. man. All right, all right, I want to be... A mountain man. Intelligence for your life. So we have so much more to talk about. Do you brush your teeth before bed? Turns out your super minty toothpaste could be keeping you awake at night. We'll tell you why and what to use instead. We'll tell you how to use a pickle to lose weight. I'm using this already. It's amazing. And teach you how to hack your boss for a raise. Those stories and more are coming up. But first, you hear that chewing? That's Gib Gerard. He's chewing on the on the hungry root stuff that uh, that they sent us. It's, these, it's, are, these are uh, these are uh, nutty date energy bites. And I've got the I've got the carrot bites. So listen to this. This the hungry root was founded by Top Chef Masters alumnus Chef Franklin Becker. And what hungry root does is it's it's what I've been waiting for my whole life because I love mac and cheese. I love desserts. I love snacks. And I'm always just pounding the calories. So that, hungry- we also acknowledge that does not make him unique. <laughs> right. We know that everybody loves macaroni and cheese right. and desserts and snacks. It's comfort food. So Hungry Root, has, they, they figured out, uh, uh, Franklin Becker has figured out to recreate our favorite comfort foods, transforms them into healthy options, and ships them right to our door. So you can get this awesome comfort food, and it's made with vegetables and wholesome ingredients, and then you can feel good about going nuts. So uh, again, there's there's uh, there's 30 products right now, and they keep growing, and so we're looking right now. We're we're eating through the sweet potato mac and cheese. There's almond chickpea cookie dough, right? Which um, I gotta get a spoon for. I'm eating that raw because I like raw cookie. And dough. you can eat it, eat it because it doesn't uh, it doesn't contain raw doesn't, eggs, right? Right, right. And there's ca- uh, carrot noodle pad thai. Uh, so there's something really for for everybody. Well, how often do we talk about eating healthy on this show? How often do we talk about on the radio and television about how important it is to get to get five servings of fruits and vegetables every day? Well, if I can get five, if I can get some of my servings of fruits and vegetables by eating a plant based macaroni and cheese, right. then I'm then yeah. I'm a happy yeah. camper. All of these dishes are gluten free, preservative free. You're eating natural food here, and like I said, under you know under 500 calories. Um, so the, the starter set that you can get right to your door, it's a great deal. It's just $60. And for today's listeners, you can get 50% off your first bundle by going to Hungry Roots. That's one word, HungryRoot.com slash intelligence. Get it? Intelligence for your life. HungryRoot.com slash intelligence. So uh, you can subscribe to a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly bundle of the Feel Good Foods today. So you get half off on your first order? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I, I, you, well, you love stuff that comes to your door, right? Love it. Right. And But the, the problem is when you- And I love we, snacks. It's a we, win-win. Yeah, we've, we've talked with Dr. Brian Wansink uh, from Cornell Food and Brand Labs about how whatever you bring in your house, right? That's you're going to eat it. Yeah. You're going to eat it. So we shop at the big box stores and we get all those snacks and we eat the whole thing. Yeah. Chuck full we, of preservatives. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a great way to get comfort foods that are, are made with natural ingredients. And, and, you, and you feel good about yourself. I feel already, I feel great about myself. <laughs> I'm going to overeat this stuff. <laughs> Hungry, hungryroot.com slash intelligence. All right, so you know we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. One of the reasons why advertisers love Intelligence for Your Life the podcast is that they know the show has amazing listeners and it has Give Gerard. Yes, that's right. And I, I, I love free things. So what we'd like you to do is uh, take a survey uh, to help us learn more about our audience. You well, just go to... Go because ahead. I love free things and this podcast is a free thing. You don't pay for anything. No, I try not to. And you, I, I don't want them to have to pay for this podcast. So the best way to do that is to is for us to understand our advertisers. And you go to podsurvey.com slash Tesh and you tell us what kind of advertisers you want to hear. Right. And the survey only takes five minutes. And we're going to ask you some questions about yourself and what you like to buy, but it's completely anonymous. And when you're finished, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Even can I, if you, can I do this? No, you can't do it. Families can't do it. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, we want you to take ours and support the show. And you have that chance to win a $100 gift card. If you don't like Amazon gift cards, absolutely take the survey. And if you win it, you can send it to me. Tell me, Johnny Jacob. Tell them, Johnny <laughs> Jacobs. What, where is the, what's Podsurvey. the URL? Podsurvey.com slash Tesh. That's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y, Podsurvey dot com slash t-e-s-h tesh yeah, there you go thanks for helping us find the best advertisers so we can keep the show free this is uh another one of those things on how to how to ha- uh, hack your boss okay? okay but that's that's not with a hatchet that's no like just, <laughs> right it's, sorry that was a bad transition <laughs> it's, in other words it's it's how to get inside your boss's head and manipulate them which is better right, right when you ask your boss for a favor and by the way asking for time off or for a raise is basically a favor, right? Uh, you, you should you should look your boss in the eye, say the experts, and check his or her blink rate. What is that? Well, former FBI special agent and body language expert Joe Navarro, he's our friend, he says, most of us blink about every three to five seconds when we're at rest. But the blink rate of somebody who's super stressed out can be two times a second. And the more anxious they are, the less likely they'll say, Okay, so if your boss is blinking like crazy, get out of there. Put your request on hold. Don't don't ask him anything. Abort. Abort. What are you going to do when you walk in there? You have to have like a paragraph planned that you can start talking about that has nothing to do with asking for a raise so you have time to read them. Otherwise, you're just going to be standing there staring in your boss's eyes for 10 seconds. Right. And they're going to be like, what are you, what are you doing in here, Johnson? Count, counting. <laughs> One, two. All right, this is a good day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, this is good, though. We, we've talked about this a lot, though, how to ask for a raise, what the best time to do it. You want to do it on a Thursday afternoon after lunch. Uh-huh. Basically, what you're doing is you want your your boss to be as comfortable and unstressed and lulled into a false sense of security as possible before you ask for more money. That's so, it. So so a lot of what we do on the Intelligence for Life program is we interview experts in you know all of these areas, and especially in the success one-on-one areas. And there, there are a couple of things that you have to be really careful about, and we just went over the, the blink rate. But something that's a little bit easier to, to you have control over is when you when you when you're in the waiting room when you're in the ante room before you go in for your job interview so yes. to speak make sure that you're very very nice to everybody oh yeah yeah especially uh the the receptionist the man or the woman there who's who's, who's the gatekeeper because that's the that's the first thing a boss does is ask them hey what do you think right and you know what else is happening now and this is happening in some of the, the larger h um hr 
human resources or organizations is they're sending somebody out. They, what they do is they tell you to park in a special parking space, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a visitor parking space and they give you a number to park in, park in number five. And then they send somebody out to take pictures of the inside of your car. Oh, my why, gosh. why do you think? To see if you're a slob or not. Yep. I would lose. I would never get a job. Yep. My, right. I, my, the big joke is that the inside of my car smells like an elephant cage. <laughs> uh, and a big part of that is I just, I have kids and they leave, you know, cereal all over the floor. And so it just, it smells like a monkey or an elephant cage in there. I, so I guess the takeaway is if I'm going to interview for another job, clean out the inside of my car. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if they see, if they see a lot of, um, uh, like uh, fast food wrappers. Oh yeah, they're gonna know that you could be a health risk. Yeah. Too. So yeah, make sure your car your car is Im- impeccable. And since we're talking just about just clean your car every once in a while, <laughs> I, I say that it's good I, advice, I, but I, I don't uh, take it. I never. I you know, listen. I had an old Mustang, and it was just filled with all kinds of stuff, and I, yep. I never would have got a job if anybody sent a, a camera crew to my car. Um, and 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 continuing with the success one hundred and one stuff, uh, we got a big reaction uh, again on our Facebook page to a piece on uh, how to send the right emotional message in an email. The, the most important thing, Harvard University study, right? They found that the most important thing you can get in an email is get the typos out. Do yeah. not, do not, you have to check for typos. So this new Harvard University study found that when we see, when we see just one typo, we absolutely think the writer is less intelligent. Absolutely. That they were probably emotion-driven. Absolutely. They were not clear-headed when they wrote the email. And then typos serve also as an amplifier for whatever emotion we perceive, meaning angry emails, they will seem angrier to you when you see a typo yep. because the typos suggest the sender was so caught up in their emotions they couldn't wait to hit send before running a spell sure. check. This, this relates to dating, too. They say, you know, if, you ha- if, you're, if there's a typo, if there's a misspelling, yeah. On your on your dating profile, your online profile. Well, what it does, it's it, it's it's a distraction. I, I misspell things and have tons of typos, so I'm not coming at this from a holier than thou perspective. But it's a distraction when you read something, uh, and and there's a and there's a glaring mistake in it. It takes you out of what you're reading, and you're no longer listening to the person's ideas. You're just seeing you're right. just seeing mistakes, right. Right. Uh, and then you're wondering where what what they were trying to say is you know uh, with with my mom. If she sees one typo, she just pretends that she doesn't understand the whole email. Well, right. yeah. well, they said and twice. Which <laughs> which one do I read? So just pick one of them and keep going. It's it's you know it's, it's not so uncommon. True. It's so true. So, so it, it, it discredits everything that you're saying. It, it's definitely something you need to do. You need to check on. And we live in a society now. I mean, I don't I don't want people to call me. People call me and I get annoyed. Right. I I am almost completely text based in my communication. I like you to text me text message me. Uh, IM me or email me, and if it, when that's the case, then you need to uh, you need to make sure that your writing is on point, that there are no typos, because there's I'm not hearing anybody's voice to get a, to understand uh, context and meaning. So that's really that's that's all all I have is emojis and a lack of typos. And listen, since we're talking about about email, there is a time, uh, Gib, to send your email so it will absolutely get noticed by the boss. Here it is. And this is according to a study, a social media marketing expert, uh, Dan Zarella. We've had him on the show before. You send your email in the morning, right? Between mm-hmm. 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. in your time zone, of course. It's going to be at the top of his or her inbox when they check the email before work. Yeah. But don't do this. Do not, our expert says, do not send the email late at night. Some people do this to show the boss how late I'm working, burning the midnight oil. But if the email is linked to their cell phone, the boss's cell phone, uh-huh. they get a ding at midnight, they'll be annoyed forever. 
They'll never forget what you did. Let me tell you something that I do, though. The six o'clock in the morning thing, I unsubscribe from all of the mass emails I get if I have to check my phone for my email while I'm at the gym. And I go to the gym at about six o'clock in the morning. So if I get that email, I get super annoyed. If it's a work email, I, I will respond to it right away, almost immediately at six o'clock in the morning. But I think the bottom line is uh, get one of those apps on your phone or on your on your computer that allows you to schedule when you send out your email. Oh, you do that? Oh, no, I don't do that ever. No, it, <laughs> oh, I got to do that. Because you can write like 10 emails. You know, if it's, t- by the way, for me, my kids are asleep. Nobody else is bothering me. 10 o'clock at night, 5 o'clock in the morning. This is, this is some of the most focused time that I have in my day. But nobody wants to get emails at those hours. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can delay sending emails. I, I write them up. I write like, you know, 20 emails. And then I schedule them and they go out throughout the day based on when is, when is the best time for somebody yeah, to get it. That's great. And, and yeah, so I, I highly recommend doing that because otherwise, um, otherwise you're just going to, you're going to make your boss yeah, angry. Yeah. I love going through it. A special thanks to uh, Betsy Chase, uh, our executive producer and, and all the researchers that work on this show. I, I love going through this stuff. I learned, I personally learn stuff every day. And if, it, if you're enjoying this podcast, uh, please don't forget to uh, hit us up with a review on, on iTunes. Um, you know, we talk a lot. Uh, on, on our Facebook page. We talk a lot on, on our radio show about uh, the power of sleep. And you're going to hear on this podcast, you're going to hear uh, a lot of really good intel from some high-end experts and, and, and interviews uh, about, uh, about how to get a better night's sleep because we know mm-hmm. it's connected to everything. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear a lot of that on, uh, on Connie Selica's health show as, as well. But here, here are some surprising reasons that you might not be sleeping. So we all brush our teeth, hopefully, before bed, right, Kim? Otherwise, you're disgusting. Right. So now we know from psychologist Dr. Brian Roudenbush, super minty toothpaste will keep you awake most times. What else is there? So Dr. Roudenbush says, mint stimulates your alertness and energy. So consider brushing with baking soda. You can you can brush with baking soda, oh, right? No, no, it. But it, I, I have, I've had the baking soda peroxide toothpaste, and it's good for your whitening and whatever. But it just kind of makes my mouth taste like a like a pharmacy afterwards. There's no. I like the minty zest. Yeah. Maybe I guess I yeah. guess what we can. I guess the takeaway for me on that is brush with the baking soda toothpaste before bed. And I have to get like a second toothpaste and use a minty toothpaste yeah, in the morning to wake to myself it. up. There you go. Now I see. Now that's yeah. intelligence for your life. You, yeah. you come up with it. I huh? got this thing because I buy everything online and, I, and I, I'm an impulse buyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can admit that. Don't tell my wife that I admitted that, but I can admit that I'm an impulse buyer when it comes to online. Mm-hmm. I bought tooth dirt. What is that? It is, it is just, it's a, it's a grit dirt that you put on your toothbrush. Oh, that's a good idea. And it's kind of got a cinnamony flavor and it's actual dirt and, it, and, it, and that basically just creates the... Um, the coarseness that yeah, you need sure. to scrub the yeah, ba- and kill yeah. the bacteria. Yeah. So I have actually brushed my teeth with dirt. I actually like it, and maybe I'm going to switch to the cinnamon dirt in the, at night instead of my uh, instead of my minty. Oh toothpaste. yeah, I like this. We're talking about the surprising reasons you're not sleeping. I mean, there, there are some other unsurprising reasons that we could go through, but you know all of them. Am those. I disgusting because I brush my teeth with dirt? Uh, a little bit. You okay. may have I, just sold some dirt. Um, and here's the other the other reason you might uh, not be sleeping. And I, 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 this affects me, but it definitely doesn't affect my wife, Connie. So you could be tossing and turning, says our psychologist expert, Dr. Brian Roudenbush, because of the last episode of Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. Uh-huh. It turns out intense, 
fast-paced shows and even, you know, disgusting newscasts can leave your mind racing and prevent it from shutting down for sleep. It, it can be terrifying. The problem, too, is if I do fall asleep after watching, you know, a bunch of zombies attack somebody or, <laughs> or, a, or a big battle scene in Game of Thrones. That's what you're dreaming about. I'm going to start dreaming about that, and it's going to wake me up because zombies are terrifying. Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. imagine yeah. there's a horde of zombies going by my house, and they're going to come get me. And yeah. I, I don't want that in my life, so I'm 100% sure that this is true. Yeah. I, I, the dreams, yeah. are, the dreams are just so, and they're so vivid. If I eat cheese and watch a bad, uh, watch a scary movie, uh, basically I've just ruined my sleep for a week. You know, I wish I had known all this stuff when I was back in back in college because I could have, if I wanted to, to study for statistics, which I did not make it through successfully, um, I would brush my teeth with with uh, minty toothpaste, right, two uh-huh. o'clock in the morning, and, and watch and, a scary and, and movie, watch some, watch some, I'm, I just watch some zombies. Yeah, well, the the problem is that then you're watching a zombie movie. <laughs> you're not studying statistics. You're but, better off getting to sleep. Yeah. But speaking of speaking of Connie, I mean, this is this is actually the, the way our our bedroom is wired now is that she's got headphones, and so uh, I, I I can watch something on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Which is usually twenty four or designated survivor, anything with Kiefer Sutherland in it. Unbelievable. And she can watch the the news uh, or or whatever it is she she wants to. But I, I I don't think I could watch the news. Well, and she doesn't just watch the news, man. She watches Dateline. And Dateline, <laughs> and she doesn't just watch Dateline. She watches episodes of Dateline about wives killing their husbands. That's not scary for her. That's just ideas. That's scary for you. That's why you can't watch and fall asleep. For her, it's just supportive for, for what's going on in her heart. Yeah, it's scary for me that it's not scary for her. Is yeah. that the, that the equation the we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. So she can sleep like a baby. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I got a new idea. I got a new way to get out of this if I need to. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, so again, those are the two reasons you probably aren't, uh, aren't sleeping. Two of them, surprising reasons. We're going to move into intelligence for your pets and a, and a piece that, uh, again, was very popular on, on our social media. Uh, it's about actually something that my wife is afraid of, and that is uh, uh, cats. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, there's, there's a new study out that says if you have an older cat, so think like 14, 15 years old, and my cats live to be 18, um, that you might be driving your, your older cat crazy with noise. So it turns out that older cats give a really sensitive to sound and even sounds like typing crumpling tinfoil or the clinking of plates and glasses as you unload the dishwasher will not only irritate cats they could trigger seizures among elderly cats the hypersensitivity typically starts when the cats like i said 15 years old 14 15 and since cats can hear frequencies beyond what humans can some of them are extra sensitive to 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 sound so basically all all old cats have misophonia right exactly well, so, is, yeah. so so yeah. your wife is afraid of cats but she also has misophonia, so you don't even need a cat. She already gets freaked out when you scrape your knife on the plate or, or make too much noise. Yeah, but this is uh, this is her this is her cross to a vampire, man. I mean, she can just unload the dishwasher all day, and no cats will ever come around. That's the way I'm looking I, at oh, this. that's that's actually smart. Use this as cat deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> For those, well, you 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 had cats. Uh, I'm allergic. Otherwise, I would have cats yeah, because I like I, cats. I like the idea of a, of a of a pet that doesn't like me. Yeah. I don't know why the. Yeah. the Cats are like having Andy Warhol in your apartment. You just they're they're entertaining. It's very creative, entertaining. <laughs> they go out late at night. They dance to disco music. And they make you feel worse about yourself. They create they create uh, 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 Campbell Soup Camp art. <laughs> yeah, you know all that stuff. Yeah, I just connected cats to, <laughs> to Warhol. <laughs> but, but the cats they do they do the fun stuff. I just wish I I wish I could have them. 
um, and without without sneezing and wheezing every every time I we've already heard about your allergies. Thanks so much. <laughs> anyway, if you have an older cat, please don't give them a, a, a seizure by unloading the dishwasher and and uh, so cat crumply, ear, but kitty earplugs. That's our new thing. Uh, okay, so yeah, intelligence for like kitty uh, ki- kitty earplugs. Now uh, here here is we uh, we frequently have these little. Um, it, it, there, there might be a waistline weight loss hack or mm-hmm. a brain hack, and this is definitely a craving hack, and it, it, it applies to your to your wife because she recently, for some reason, decided that she wanted to start uh, canning. What do you call it? canning pickles, right? Or pickling, Pick, pickling. Okay, so pickling. And so we've talked before about about how the probiotics in in pickles are good for your mm-hmm. your gut, but now we know. Uh, according to the Cornell Food and Brands Lab, that you can kill a sugar craving by just eating a pickle. Now, I have a lot of sugar. Right, right after I eat at night, the next thing I have is a sugar craving, and it's usually for ice cream. But studies show that pickles will curb your sweet tooth in as little as 10 seconds because the key to switching off a sugar craving is eat something opposite. That's so something crazy. sour, savory, or spicy, and pickles will do the trick. And this is great because I, I, hate, I have a craving problem. And one of my biggest problems is I let myself get too hungry and then every every little bit of cookie or sweet just looks amazing. And now I know if I just keep pickles handy, I'll, I'll kill the sweet tooth. And pickles are way better for me than cookies. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, the bottom. Because pickles are what? They're cucumbers and salt and probiotics. Yeah. Right? As opposed to cookies, which which are a lot of sugar. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this through, too. And I mean, it's just, I'm pretty stubborn. And sometimes I'm not going to want to kill a craving. So maybe I'll have the ice cream and then have the pickle. Right? I think you just... Totally <clears throat> defeated the purpose. Well, no, then I won't have the second thing of ice cream. Okay, yeah. all right, well, okay. so there, so there yeah. you go. So you, right. you reward yourself a little bit, and then you have the pickle, which would leave a disgusting taste in your mouth. It yeah. basically yeah. make it taste like you had pickled flavored ice cream, and that's uh, <laughs> that's not Ben and Jerry's bestseller. A pickle will kill a craving if you're having a problem with that. Listen, let's uh, let's hit you with one more thing here because um, I think uh, I think it's important for us to to help you guys and to help us. Get a little extra spending money, and this is going to do the trick. And I'm gonna—I've already started searching my house for this. Um, so most people, right? They know they can make extra money selling antique furniture, but you can now make a pile of cash if you have an antique cell phone. What? So these retro phones are now the most popular items on e-commerce sites like eBay. Uh, a Talk Mobile survey found that more than half of us do have. At least one old phone gathering dust in a drawer somewhere. Like one of those big, giant, you know, calling yeah. in an airstrike yeah. phones? Doesn't even have to be that big, but we're going to get there. It's not the fancy smartphones packed with tons of features, and you put your finger on that. The most in-demand model on eBay right now is the, <laughs> wow, is the Motorola DynaTAC 800X. What in what is get that? Your, Does it your, work? Get your pencils out. The Motorola DynaTAC 800X. It was first manufactured in 1984. It does look exactly like a brick compared oh, to today's phones. Oh, I know phones. those things. Yes. Okay. It also does one thing. It just makes phone calls. That's it. Uh, now, some collectors are buying old DynaTACs for almost thirteen hundred dollars. I can hear the scam, skimpering, scammering out of the room right now for people trying to find the Motorola DynaTAC 800X. I mean. Here's the thing. I have I carry a phone with me literally everywhere I go. I mean, it's just, it's it's an extension of my body. It is a tool. I am overly addicted to it. And the one thing it is absolutely terrible at is making phone calls. <laughs> I mean, I I can't hear anybody. I just I hang up and say, "Text me if it's important," yeah, or I'll, I'll yeah, call you from a different phone. Yeah. So the flip phone is also really popular right now because Adele uh, with that song "Hello," she was using a flip phone. 
Oh yeah, yeah one of those old yeah, razors. Yeah, yeah. So another give another popular popular retro phone is the Nokia Mobira Talkman. Now oh. that that comes attached to a separate battery pack, which is the size of a kid's lunch bag. Listen, it was normal for us back in the day. You whippersnappers, you don't even know that. If you have one of these things, the uh, the Nokia Talkman in a closet, it's it's worth more than eleven hundred dollars on eBay right now, right this minute. Uh, even if you have a regular old smartphone, you can still get uh, about fifty bucks to several uh, up to several hundred dollars for it. It depends on the phone's age and condition. Now, um, I can't believe we've gone retro with one of the most disposable technologies we've ever invented. Yeah. And uh, now you want to go with the old school. And, and, and people are being asked, okay, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why, are you, why are you spending so much money? It is, it's basically the nostalgia element. Uh, and when people, and we talked about this earlier in the program about geezer chic. So the mm-hmm. same people that are buying these phones apparently are wearing bow ties and listening to vinyl records. But the, the, one, the one reason they gave is they want to look like Michael Douglas's iconic character from the movie Wall Street. Gordon Gecko. Yeah, yeah, he had a Motorola brick phone. I, he did, and it was cutting edge. But what, what I like about this, and, and this goes again back to the geezer chic thing, is we live in this technology cycle where we are kind of slaves to the latest and greatest. And if all you really want to do is be able to make a phone call wherever you are, then you don't need the latest and greatest all the time. And and how great it is to just say, no, I'm buying this old technology and I'm going to drive it into the ground because I don't need to upgrade my phone all the time. I, I love that. I love what that, yeah. the message that it sends to disposable technology. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's your entrepreneur yeah. intelligence. As somebody that Very always much. buys the latest cell phone, by the way. like <laughs> yeah. I, I, am, I am riding a high horse into my own grave. Intelligence for your life. And that's about all we've got for you today. Special thanks to Betsy Chase and her amazing team of researchers. Remember our battle cry. If it doesn't move you forward in your life, if it doesn't cause you to make a difference in somebody else's life, you won't hear it on the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. Grateful that you're with us and would love it if you would share our podcast link with your friends and family. Easiest place to find the podcast is, of course, on iTunes, or you can find links on our Facebook page or intelligenceforyourlife.com. We'll see you next time.